Hey, what up, Long Beach? Welcome back to the only podcast in our fair city that covers the Long Beach schools, their sports teams, and our community at large. As always, it is part of, part of our partnership with the Long Beach Post. And as always, we are the 562.org. I am JJ Fiddler. I'm Mike Gardavasio, and that coverage with the Post includes a ton of education coverage, including an article recently about uh, the waning of the Omicron surge here in the Long Beach Unified School District. And I'm Tyler Hendrickson. Uh, yeah, let's hope we're further into that Wayne's world there, Mike. We, we need the uh, the Omicron to go bye-bye so we can get back to, to normal things. Uh, among those normal things, eating at lovely Long Beach established restaurants such as Naples Rib Company, sponsors of everything that we do at the562.org, including this weekly podcast, What Up Long Beach. Thank you to Naples Rib Company, as well as the rest of our sponsors for your support. 562 is a 501c3 nonprofit news outlet. That means we need community support in order to stay in business. And that's where you can come in. So head to the website, the562.org, click on that support tab, and there are tons of ways to support the work that we do at the 562. And of course, any donation that you make is fully tax deductible. Before we dive in and talk some local hoop on this episode and then interview one of our high school interns, Wiley Haga, at the end of this show, I do want to mention first, when I said at the top, our community at large, here's a great example of what I'm talking about, what we're doing as part of our partnership with the Long Beach Post. I wrote an article about a Long Beach Millican High School, former Long Beach Millican High School student who's trying to get back there, Ivy McLean. Uh, she's had some heart problems and was on the list for a heart transplant. Her friends and family raising money to help her get through this time. That was the article that I was writing. Long Beach friends raising money for a heart transplant. No joke. I turned that in yesterday, and three hours later, I got a text from one of the people I had interviewed that she got in they got a heart. She had the surgery last night and she is recovering literally today. So that is the type of stuff we're covering at the Long Beach Post, our community at large. And it's such a great story about how much the community cares about this family and this girl. So shout out to Ivy McLean. Way to go. Way to, go. Way to get that heart. Way to get it done. And uh, please, please, please get well soon. And we'll talk. We'll talk very soon. So, yeah. Boy, just JJ, a breaking bit, just news, a bit to extra news Jeez, JJ, yeah. And what, it's like, and what were you doing last night, listener? <laughs> Watching TV, feeling a little bit bored? Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty cool timing there. Um, so yeah, so the, on this episode, like I said, we're going to uh, interview our intern a little bit later. But before we get there, we've got to talk a little bit about local hoops. Last week we did soccer. The week before that, basketball. So back to basketball, where Long Beach Poly, Mike, what was the count of the amount of games they played in a week? Was it six out of seven days? It was six games in seven days uh, on the boys' side. On the girls' side, uh, it was a little bit less crazy than that because they came back a few days later, but they played Milliken and Wilson, who are two of the other best teams in the Moore League, on the same day at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Saturday. Um, both of those teams, just to give you a sense of how dominant they've been, uh, this is our 14th year covering high school sports in Long Beach. The Poly girls' basketball team has won 16 straight league championships and 161 consecutive league games. The Poly boys basketball team has won 13 uh, consecutive league championships. So our very first year, I believe Jordan won by themselves. Um, and since then, our entire careers, the Poly basketball team has had at least a share of the uh, boys uh, championship in the more league. So pretty unique, but in that time, never anything like what we saw uh, last week with playing teams back to back to back to back. 
the, again, the two games in one day for the Poly girls basketball team, I went to both of those games, one of the more bizarre things you've ever seen. And, you know, they're good games. They, they go to overtime with Milliken in the morning, Nala Williams, their senior leader sprains her ankle in the middle of the game and then has to find a way to stay in and play that, you know, she scores eight points in overtime, they win. And then she's got to come back the, that night, <laughs> go home it's wild. and come back and play in a few hours. I mean, it really is kind of just some, some crazy unique stuff. But um, as we talked about in our winter sports preview last month, a little bit closer to normal in that they are going to get all these games in knock on wood. Um, but you know, and then the playoffs scheduled to start on time and hopefully we get a full CIF and state uh, championship this season, which we did not last year. Well, and one of the things we talked about on the last episode talking about soccer is that there is more parity, you know, in that boys soccer, you know, that a lot of things can happen on any given day. And this basketball season on, you know, for the, both the boys and the girls, have we ever really seen this much parity? I mean, it's still, like you said, Mike, the familiar poly at the top, but not by as big of a margin as we've seen previously. And a lot more teams that can be competitive. You saw Lakewood take the poly boys to overtime. Uh, obviously that they had a very close game against Compton at Centennial uh, that you were there to cover. And we have uh, full coverage of, and then on the girls side, Polly, you know, really having to hold off Milliken, you know, Wilson's been in contention and then, you know, you throw Lakewood in the mix. Like there's, there's definitely a lot more parity in the league than we've seen. Yeah. I think on the boys side, I wouldn't say that there's more parity. It's just different teams, but in that 13 year league championship streak for Polly, they have tied with Milliken and with Compton, um, for league championships. So I think it, what's new is that Lakewood is the team um, that's sort of on that same level with them. But on the girls' side, certainly in the time that JJ and I have been covering sports, we've never seen anything um, like this where, you know, as I mentioned, Milliken takes Polly to overtime. Polly not lost a league game since 2008 in girls' basketball. Milliken takes them to overtime at 11 a.m. on Saturday morning in the Ron Palmer Pavilion. Um, and, yeah, Milliken lost to Lakewood, who has a freshman who scored 35 points uh, against Milliken. So it is much more open than it's been, uh, definitely kind of forced us to shuffle things around and cover girls basketball a little bit differently this week and next week. Um, but it's been, it's been a lot of fun for me personally, you know, we're not really invested in, in who's winning and who's losing when it comes to all teams that we cover, but I have to admit that it was just frankly a lot more exciting to get to cover an overtime game, uh, that was for first place in girls basketball. I've never done that in the more league. So pretty, pretty unique. Do want to give a shout out to St. Anthony, uh, the girls uh, coming back from a shutdown. The boys had a, a close to a month shutdown. They're uh, hosting uh, Bishop Montgomery uh, for the league in the Delray League uh, tonight. Dante Williams is going to be covering that for us. Um, but lots of exciting basketball. Nice to have the teams back uh, playing again after almost everybody went through some kind of a shutdown. And we do, we do. I do want to quickly add a, a note on that because I know that when people see the the end coverage, they don't necessarily know the uh, planned versus the actual. And I think with all the uh, COVID situations, there's been tons of games that we were anticipating we would cover, planning to cover, and then ultimately they got canceled. So across all different sports, basketball games, soccer games, but basketball, wrestling, and yes, basketball was a lot. And especially St. Anthony, we haven't been able to cover as many of their games but we planned to. So just for those listeners wondering, um, best laid plans uh, can sometimes get thrown to the wind in a pandemic, but hopefully that's happening uh, less as we go forward these next few months. And the last few weeks, knock on wood, have been much better. 
They have been much better. It's good timing because these winter regular seasons are coming to an end. Playoffs just around the corner. But with basketball kind of taking it on the chin there, schedule-wise, teams getting shut down and having to do what Polly did and play that many games in a week just to kind of, quote-unquote, catch up to everyone else and make sure that they get the games in that they need to get. My college friends and I used to always have the discussion, who is the most athletically talented professional athlete? Not a person, the type of athlete, basketball, baseball, football, mm-hmm. soccer, hockey, whatever it is. And we used to have this conversation. It would never end because there was never an answer because you can't have an answer. But the one answer that I think we all agreed on is basketball is the most athletically taxing because of how much you have to put into it, how many minutes you actually do participate night in, night out. And the fact that sometimes you do have back-to-backs. You do have those things. Now, baseball, not super taxing, but you play every day. Football, incredibly taxing, but you play once a week. So basketball is kind of like in that middle ground where the size and strength required in order to be good at basketball makes you more athletic than others because you literally have to play more and do more and recover faster than those other athletes. What what, what say you guys? Where, Where do you fall on that? Well, having I think I might have some recency bias having watched LeBron James against the Nets last night because Fair enough. <laughs> I mean I certainly looked uh, he looked to fit the bill to me especially at his uh, at his tender age um, yeah so I I think that's a good shout JJ uh, breaking that down I, initially when they say best athlete you definitely you know I think kind of track and field you know like the decathlon you know, just doing the multis because you have to be good at a variety of skills. I know that always kind of comes into the, the the conversation being the best athlete. You know, you got to be able to run distance. You got to be able to run quickly. But, but they've you got to be, months, you know, they've got months to prepare for their events, right? That's true. And it's yeah. months of rigorous training to get yourself into elite physical shape and have yeah. like no body fat. So I would just add it to the ring as part of the conversation. Obviously in soccer, that's probably some of the most endurance mixed with the bursts and the left and right. Distance running sounds impossible to me. The people that run the those ultra marathons, like the hundred mile crazy, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I mean, Iron Man is obviously a big. That's a, a big good. One, that's so. a good one. I my first thought actually, my friends were the ones who brought up basketball and had all those good points, and I eventually got there. But my first thought was hockey, because those dudes are like six five, like running around on knives, like knife blades, like. That's that's incredible. Like the way they move around the ice just doesn't make any physical sense. Now they don't play as much because you have lines and it does like drain yourselves. But like they their schedule is just as crazy as basketball, and they're and they're on blades. So so people, whenever we do like an FAQ on Instagram or something, people always this is like what's the hardest sport to play, like that kind of stuff. And I always say hockey and water polo to me are the hardest sports to play because you're doing an exercise just to like stand still right? Like, (laughs) you know, basketball, soccer, if you stop moving, you're just standing there. Water polo, you stop moving, you're sinking to the bottom of the pool. Hockey, you stop moving, you're going to fall over, right? Like it it takes effort just to kind of like be at the base level of existence. In terms of most talented, I think I would probably, I feel like JJ, you and I have had this conversation dating back to before we knew about even like like when we were in college, like before we even had the knowledge of water polo and volleyball and the level that we do now, um, I would probably have to go with basketball because I think if you're talking about talent and trying to separate that from skill, um, which is really difficult, maybe impossible to do. What I would do is I'm imagining putting 
different, putting an athlete into other sports and seeing how well they fare. And I'm thinking if I'm putting LeBron James, take the best person in each sport. If I'm putting LeBron Wait, hold James. Hold on, hold on. Don't use LeBron. Use, use uh, Giannis and, and your argument completely falls apart. Have you seen that guy swing a baseball bat? <laughs> Put Giannis in center field. You don't think he's a golden? You don't think he could be a golden? No. Okay. You literally, you literally haven't seen that clip. Then, yeah, he went and tried to play baseball with the Brewers, and it did not go well. <laughs> the, the, the certain there's a certain hand-eye court. It, it takes time for him to learn to read the ball off the bat and and the positioning, and then or just swing or know. just swing the bat. He was having trouble right. swinging the bat. I think if you were Giannis to take, could be a great Plaxico Burris though. Like a nice, I think if like, you were, if you were going to take if you were going to take Giannis Braun if you were to take the sort of top echelon basketball players, I think they go into other sports better than the top athletes from any other I mean, like my, you take Mike Trout, for example, or even Mookie Betts, who is an all-state basketball player in high school. Put Mookie Betts in a Lakers uniform. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, he's it's not he going to go well for the little guy. You know what I mean? He, he, is, one of the, he is one of the outliers, though, who could play multiple sports. Look, like, are you talking about LeBron? No, I'm talking about Mookie Betts. <laughs> like, Mookie, Mookie, yeah, for sure. Also well, a championship it's, bowler, for it's, example. It's, right, it's difficult with baseball because, as you said, baseball by far requires the most um, – the most hand-eye coordination element, well i wouldn't say most hand-eye coordinate but the most development of skill like the but, most reps right? but that's why mm-hmm. baseball and hockey players are always really good golfers no one's like oh get a basketball player out there and he'll rip it up on the golf course that's not a thing like the, the those other sports are a little bit more translatable i feel than basketball <laughs> they're terrible basketball is the, the the perfect blend of size and athleticism size um, i think is a big thing those guys are huge bro and the way they move doesn't make any sense no it doesn't make any sense and having just re- very recently with our friend brian dunning who's also on the 562 board gotten to see lebron play in person in a real game for the first so jj and i got to see him practice in london man i mean the dude is our age he's in his 19th year and you just watched him for three quarters, just chill, and then turn it on in the fourth quarter. And his like first three steps, going from standing still to you know sprinting, it just it. You're absolutely right when you say it doesn't make any sense. It and baffles the I, mind. Yeah. So you know, f- uh, football. I think s- certain wide receivers like uh, Calvin Johnson. It's hard for me to think of someone who's more athletically gifted than him that I've seen. Um, but I think uh, in terms of the average athlete in the sport, I'd probably have to go with basketball. All right. I like it. Good wrap up. Oh, let's do a Long Beach Day. We've got to talk about some beach hoops. Uh, we do a podcast with Long Beach State Athletics Director Andy Fee every other week. So make sure you check that out. We actually just most recently did a great interview with new women's volleyball coach Tyler Hildebrand, who is back. He is an alumni of the men's program and back going to try to turn the women's program around. Really interesting stuff from him talking about the legacy of Long Beach Volleyball. Volleyball you as they call it. But right now we are talking about basketball at Long Beach State, where both teams are looking good right now. Obviously, the women have had a good season across the board, and they are first place in the Big West right now. Maddie Udy, the transfer, has won Big West Player of the Week multiple times and has just been an injection of professionalism, athleticism, and just overall quality into that program. And the men's team, has finally figured out that they're way better defensively than they are offensively. And they've started putting some effort onto that side of the floor and it has paid off. They have won four straight games 
three of those in the Big West, so they are looking a lot better against the teams they have to beat in order to win that Big West Conference tournament in March that will be in Las Vegas, both the men and women competing there, trying to get back to the tournament for the first time since... When was the last time the women went to the tournament? Men's is 2012. Women's was 15? More recently. More recently. It was 15, or, 15 or 16. Year. It's been too long, guys. It's been too long since we've been able to put Long Beach State in on our brackets. So I guess I'm asking you, what are the odds of a Long Beach State team, men or women, making the NCAA tournament? If you were going to do a Vegas-style odds, it could be both. It could be none. It could be either. But what do you think the odds are that one of them make it? Almost pretty close to a coin flip for me, um, just because obviously you, you know you have to navigate the tournament, more or less. I mean, barring, like, I guess, I suppose if the women, women's team ran the table and then lost in the championship game, they could get some at-large consideration, especially with the field a little bit larger this year. But, I mean, they are number one in the conference, so you, you would have to call them the favorites at this point. And the, with the way the men are playing recently, obviously they have a chance to go. So I would say somewhere between 40 to 50% at this early stage, given all the, the fact that the one seed doesn't always just come out of the Big West. Uh, rarely, yeah. actually. Rarely, rarely, yeah, rarely exactly. does that happen. Exactly, exactly. I feel better about the men's team's chances than I have in several years. I would certainly say that. Uh, and the women are it, – it's just – Tyler mentioned a coin flip. It really is a coin flip because it's really going to come down to health, particularly for the women. Um, I think if they're healthy, I think they're absolutely the favorites at the Big West tournament. But, you know, I talked to Jeff Kamen about that a lot before the season, and he kept pointing that out. He said, we were this exact same team last year, in his opinion – you know, I think Matty Udi obviously has added quite a bit, uh, which he'd acknowledge as well, but he felt really good about their chances last year. They had a couple key injuries and they lost like six, six conference games in a row. Um, so the margin is pretty thin for both teams because of that. But I do think that between the two of them, I think we've got a very good shot in, uh, in Vegas, uh, which would be really fun. Tough to describe how fun that would be uh, in what is hopefully a much more normal looking March than we've had in uh Three years <laughs> here uh, on planet Earth. Um, that would be pretty amazing <laughs> to uh, to get to see uh, Long Beach State uh, punch their ticket and then immediately walk into a sports book and uh, you know sink some sink some money into <laughs> how do we think they're going to do or whatever. A personal um, investment, a personal investment, not yeah. a corporate anything. Oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> just to clarify. Personal so the, yes, just my kid's college savings account. Very personal. Nothing to yeah, do with, he, yeah uh, he's, making, he's, ma- he's making that bet with a clown check. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the women's team uh, looking for their first NCAA tournament appearance since 2017. Thank so you, uh, in five years. And I did want to add a quick note. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the 61-point performance from Kansas State's Ayoka Lee that yes. uh, that took place uh, recently, and that uh, broke the record of former Long Beach State uh, standout Cindy Brown, who had 60 points in a game and was sharing that uh, scoring record for NCAA women's basketball. So, just he a reminder that of for the quite a while, <laughs> quite some time, quite some time. So, it's uh, just a reminder of the history at Long Beach State in women's basketball and just how rich that tradition is and some of the standout athletes. So, uh, just just throwing that out there, but uh, a big game for uh, Long Beach State on Saturday at two as they take on UC Davis. Uh, the Aggies struggling a little bit in conference play, but uh, defending champions and always a tough game. So big litmus test for the beach in that one. And not the only game that we have our eyes on on Saturday in the pyramid. 
the men's volleyball team ranked number three in the country. Mike, you've gotten a chance to cover them a little bit. Uh, you know, give the people what they want to know. I mean, this team trending towards the final four could obviously a national title contender and have some big matches coming to the pyramid, including one this weekend. Well, first of all, huge news for them that the, the Long Beach State and the health department in Long Beach are increasing the capacity of the pyramid to 50%, um, which is great. The men's volleyball team is actually the team on campus or the team in the pyramid, at least, with the most season ticket holders. Um, and the atmosphere, if you've not been out to a men's volleyball match, is very similar to what the atmosphere was like in the pyramid for when the Fab Four was there in men's basketball. I mean, it is an awesome atmosphere. It is loud. The fans know the sport really well. Um, and yeah, as Tyler said, I've gotten to cover a um, very impressive team, very impressive young team uh, that I think is only going to keep moving up from number three in the country. Uh, the freshman, Alex Nikolov, who I think I've talked about on this pod, uh, was just named National Player of the Week in his second week playing college volleyball. Um, he is an otherworldly next level talent um, right up there with the best players we've seen over the, the last 10 years in that uh, in that program. And this weekend, that match against Penn State, uh, number five, I think that's a huge match. And I think it's, you know, Long Beach has been beating top 10 teams, but that's going to be the highest ranked team they've played. So I'm very curious to see how they do uh, against them because Penn State is more veteran and more experienced than Long Beach's. Uh, Mike, this might be a little premature, but, uh, you know, you're you're already making pretty lofty comparisons with Nikolov the first time you saw him. Is the question for him not if he'll win national player of the year during his time at Long Beach state, but how many I would put absolutely put if, if I was writing another clown check, I would absolutely put money down that that kid is going to be a national player of the year at Long Beach state. I just like, at this point I've covered, I've covered every, all of the great teams and players in the men's volleyball world for the last seven or eight years since uh, the Long Beach state men really stepped up. He's up there with Rado. He's up there with TJ He's up there with the best players, um, you know, of this era um, as a freshman. His athleticism and his skill is, is unreal. And he's got that, you know, TJ DeFalco brain where he's very driven. Both of his player, parents played pro volleyball. Like, this is what his dream has been for his whole life. Um, and when you see the way the kid serves, it's, it's kind of like watching Steph Curry shoot or something. But you can't luck your way into doing what he's doing. It's only from, as he put it, millions and millions of reps. Um, and he's one of those guys that if I have a Saturday night off and they're playing CSUN or just some random team, it's going to be tough not to convince my wife to just go see them play uh, because we're, we're really lucky to have that collection of talent uh, in Long Beach and, and getting to play in front of fans again, which they did not last year. Um, so, yeah, ab- absolutely. I think in that realm for sure, Tyler. Before we get out of here, just got to mention the only place you're going to find that comprehensive Long Beach state coverage is the562.org. So make sure you're following on Facebook and Twitter, getting your e-alert and all that good stuff. So you know what's happening at the beach. And we're going to wrap and It's up. the only place for real. Like we always oh, say. I wasn't like joking. Only, yeah. Like we're the only place to find blah, 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 blah. But like for real, no one else is covering Long Beach State. You know what I mean? So definitely check out the 562.org for your Long Beach State coverage. But before we wrap up this episode, we got a special interview. We now like to bring in our special guest as we continue our 562 intern series. We're bringing on the guy who had this brilliant idea. It's our intern, Wiley. How's it going? Great to have you on the show. And thank you for this idea to have all the interns on so we could talk to you guys about your experience. Welcome to What Up Long Beach. Thanks for having me. I'm not going to give you too much credit. The idea of having yourself on the podcast feels like a that it doesn't feel like 
the mo- it feels like kind of <laughs> self-serving. You know what I mean? Oh, Tyler but we like the initiative though. Too much credit. Yeah. He took the initiative to say it, you know, he didn't hold it in, you know, you, there, there takes a certain confidence to say you should have me on and let me speak. I have things yeah, to say. Yeah. And un- un- unexecuted idea is absolutely nothing. Here he is on the podcast. <laughs> Boom. Done. <laughs> so Wiley, as we, we talked to, we talked to Aiden last week and got uh, kind of his perspective. So just kind of overall, you know, how have you enjoyed the experience and, and what's it been like to kind of hang out with us at games and, and learn the craft a little bit? Have you enjoyed your time as a as a sports writer? I know you still got a few more assignments that we can send you to, but how have you enjoyed it so far? Oh, it's, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. I've had I've had so much fun going to these games with you guys and just following around what you guys have been doing. It's it's really different seeing games up close like on the sideline compared to watching a football game out in the stadium you get to really like see what goes on to the game and also what goes what goes on to your guys's articles videos and interviews i had no idea the amount of work that goes into putting out these articles like you guys stay up really late writing <laughs> these like 2, 3 a.m for a holly lakewood football game i seen yeah i realized how much dedication and went into that yeah that's the number one thing people usually get when they get a little too close to the sausage factory is like you guys are nuts like why <laughs> you know like what, why are you doing this to yourself so what, i think you mentioned football which i know you had a good time with but one question I, that i i just want to ask everyone is what's kind of like a game or something that you did that was particularly memorable was it was it getting to be on the sidelines for football stuff for you yeah it was the one game it was at vets i forgot who was playing i think it was maybe wilson Wilson, um, Lakewood, maybe, but all three of you guys were there, and Anna was there, and it was just a great experience seeing you guys all cover, at the same time covering the football game while checking on the baseball game, the Dodgers game score, and seeing you guys jump for joy and Anna getting photos of that. That was probably one of my favorite games to go to. <laughs> that was a good night. That was a great game. That was a great game, too. It was kind of back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Big exactly. plays. Yeah, I, rem- I remember you being there and, and enjoying that game, and we had a great time, too. Well, was there anything for you that kind of stuck out where you were like, oh, I didn't know I was going to enjoy this this much? Like, was there a sport that you didn't think you enjoyed that you really walked out thinking, oh, man, I, I really like football more? Or maybe the, the process of writing or the process of interviewing? What stuck out to you as something you enjoyed that you didn't think was going to be enjoyable? At first, when uh, I think it was Tyler who asked me to do my first interview with Braden Down at the, at the Lakewood football game, I was really nervous. I didn't know what I was going to ask him. But once I once I got to interviewing him, it was like just having a normal conversation with one of your friends. Like you just ask him about the game, just like what we were going through. And that's probably one of my favorite things to do. And also, when you interview, um, when your friends ask you to interview you, it's kind of a good feeling because like some of these guys have never been featured before. And it's really nice that you can like include them in videos and articles and all that. And just seeing how happy they get when you can, when they see the name in the article. Yeah. You're part of the aquatics program at Wilson. So uh, having you at those, uh, those Wilson boys water polo games in particular was, was a lot of fun. Cause I could, I, I could send you to literally talk to anybody and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I know. I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, even, uh, and even uh, at the poly games too, we had a few extra poly games as the Jackrabbits won the championship. And, you know, you were there with us at, at Woolet Aquatic Center. I mean, what was that experience like to get to see on the other side of the curtain? You know, there was a great crowd, but, you know, you were there, um, you know, tagging along with us on the media side, get to be on that side of the pool. What was it like to, to be there that close for a championship game? It was a lot of fun. I still have my media pass that I got from the, <laughs> nice. From the- <laughs> nice. 
So we all, was, look, that, that's a that's something we have not told all of the interns, but that's like a time honored part of being a sports writer. Look, this is my um, photo, the photo vest from from the football CIF championship in uh, 2012 that JJ gave me as a present because <laughs> he knew I'd want to keep it. That's great. Yeah, that's the start of your collection right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, also, I also got the media credential thing that JJ gave me at my first football game I went to. Was, we do need that back. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. That's actually true. I forgot that we gave you guys CIF passes. We will need the CIF pass. Okay. <laughs> take, a really, take a really good high-res scan of it, though, buddy. <laughs> We can maybe get a 3D printed, uh, you know, after its effective date. That's great. <laughs> but the I point is, it. keepsakes are good. And yeah, keepsakes are definitely good, for sure. Um, yeah, I asked, I asked Aiden this, and he gave a really good answer, so I'm going to ask you this too, Wiley. Uh, what's something you learned about yourself throughout this experience? Something that you didn't know uh, that, that you might be good at or that you weren't as good at as you thought? Like, what was your self-exploration like over these last few months with us? I always had a feeling that I, I, I sound like I'm bragging right now, but I always okay. felt like a pretty good writer. But once I got to writing sports art, sports articles and like putting together how the game went, and when Mike said that I wrote really good articles, it made me really think that maybe this might be something I want to do. So if, if you are thinking that I'm doing a really good job, then maybe I am. Maybe it's something that I want to pursue in the future. And that was that's kind of I mean I know that was kind of Mike's story in high school a little bit too right Mike where you just you knew that you liked writing and you knew you were pretty good at it and it's just finding a way to take that skill that you have and make a living doing it and if you can work with your friends all the better and so that's kind of how it kind of worked out yeah I, I don't think I told any of our interns this but I had never covered any sports ever prior to JJ and I starting to work together I wrote like we were at our college paper. I wrote like a couple of columns that was just like Jerry Rice is good or whatever, like very like run of the mill. Hot take there, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before JJ told thing, me it was yeah. good, but I had the same experience. But JJ said it was good. I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I knew I, I I was a good writer, but I'd never done anything with sports. So then JJ had the idea like, oh, let's cover sports together, and I was like, yeah, that sounds sick. Like we're twenty three. Like I don't have anything going on. That sounds really fun. And then that was just like 14 years ago. But literally the first time I ever covered a game was like we were just covering a football game together. And I just had to figure it out on the fly. So it's like, I think, Wiley, for you or for the other interns, maybe, you know, you see now, like you said, like the job is a lot, it's a lot different than you'd think it was. It's not like, oh, you've got to go and train for four years. Like our whole philosophy was like, just throw these guys out there and let them kind of see it's like, you'll learn the first time you cover a game what you have to do you know what i mean and and yeah, yeah you definitely um i meant that you know when i told you that you definitely surprised the hell out of us because when we interviewed you you were like you were like yeah you know i don't know like i'd be interested like i i've seen what you guys do it seems cool and <laughs> we we're like well why i literally jj was like wiley seems like a good hang you know what i mean he's like i don't know <laughs> he's like He's like, yeah. I don't know how motivated he is to be a journalist, but he seems like a dude that we'd be able to um, have around and kind of like learn things. He seems like he'd take it up well. And then you did. And then you totally shocked the hell out of me because you ended up being a really good writer too. But that's kind of like a bonus. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah, Wiley, do you find yourself watching sports any differently now that you've kind of worked in it a little bit? It doesn't have to be the sport you're in, aquatics, water polo. It could be football or volleyball or anything. But do you find yourself paying attention to sporting events differently now yeah um especially with football we have to pay attention to every single play 
and what's going on. Definitely with that, I've been watching the football games over the weekend. So like even play by plays, I was just noting stuff in my head about what I what I was seeing, just like I was doing earlier with the football games this season. So you definitely do see things differently through sports, like through basketball and volleyball. I I never watched volleyball before, but when I watched the game, it was like, oh, I remember when JJ told me what a what a spike was <laughs> or a kill. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it's all about all about learning new things. And especially, you know, when you're working at the high school level, you have to have a broad knowledge, you know, because you you can't just be on a beat and just covering one sport. You really got to try to master as, as many of them as possible. Um, Wiley, and, and hold Wiley, on. Wiley okay. can you can you imagine how late we would have to stay up to have covered that Bill's Chiefs game? Dude, that would have been like that would have been a 6 a.m. or dude full full work tilt too three three thousand word article eight minute long video right. maybe a three-man weave on the on the highlight call oh it's without just question without too question. epic too epic well and and wiley one of our uh inaugural uh intern class so you know we appreciate you uh setting the tone for for the rest of our future interns uh for anyone who's listening to this might consider applying or wanting to join the intern program in the years ahead, what advice or recommendations would you give to, to someone that, that might just wanting to be starting out or has kind of an interest in what we do and might want to intern? What would you, what would you kind of say to them to give them some advice going into it? I would say just have fun doing it. Like it's at first it was scary and maybe a little bit, but once you get into it, it's a lot of fun. So just take it lightly. Just go, go out and have fun while you're doing it. Cause you're in high school and you're, you're going out watching your friends. So that's probably the biggest part about doing this. It's just the fun about it. It's not for the money. So it's gotta be for the fun. Yeah. <laughs> to a certain degree. The you gotta have got, fun with it. But the interns, the interns are getting paid though. I feel like, like what JJ and I got paid for like two months worth of work when we started out. So it's good. It's it, it worked out. It worked out nice all all the way around. I love that. Uh, and then Wiley, you're a junior, aren't you? Yep. So we, if we, if we're allowed to hire the same interns next year, would you be interested in coming back? I have no idea what the rules are around that. Yeah, I'll be happy to come back. <laughs> all right, mm-hmm. Tyler, look into that. <laughs> right, good stuff. <laughs> we'll have to check. We'll have to check on that. Wiley, thank you so much for hanging out with us here. And obviously throughout the last few months, like we said, it was a pleasure having you on board, man. Uh, Again, anybody interested, please look it up. Wiley says it's a lot of fun. So check it out. Wiley, (laughs) appreciate you, bud. We'll see you soon, man. Thank you. All right. See you. Thank you.